Hey everyone, welcome to the Mint Measure Podcast. We're excited to have you with us. And today we're gonna to be talking about everything covering improving performance in marketing campaigns, everything optimization, whether and when you should be looking to scale for growth or increase conversion rates. So Scott, do you wanna give us a little background starting out just on this main idea that optimizations come in two different distinct ways? Yeah, um, so as I ran performance marketing for a number of different companies, um, you know, we always found ourselves in this conundrum as we were looking at the data. Um, this particular channel has a high conversion rate, but this other channel is maybe delivering a larger scale and volume of results. So like, how do I optimize? And you know, there's kind of, kind of this like classic dilemma of like, should I optimize towards that higher conversion rate? If I allocate more budget there, is it going to maintain that conversion rate? Or should I optimize towards scale um, and be able to grow the business that way? Both have the potential to grow the business and increase the total volume. Um, but, you know, it's conversion rate versus efficiency. And so, uh, you know, initially, like, these kind of might feel the same, but they have very different use cases and different ways of optimizing. And in a perfect world, marketers would be able to do both. They both improve conversion rate and um, scale results efficiently. But in order to do that, you have to be able to measure and evaluate both ways that ads contribute. Um, and so, you know, this is kind of an insight that we've had at Mint, which is ads are either going to reach a new audience and attempt to convert them, or they're going to work together in a media mix um, and support conversion rate. And so um, when we're trying to decide how to optimize for conversion rate or efficiency, you know, understanding how this ad is contributing um, you know, is really key there. Gotcha. Yeah. So understanding where a channel is adding incremental value and where a channel is supporting conversion rate and how much of each of those things it does help will help you make smarter decisions around where to allocate budget. Exactly. And so Let's, some of the things we're going to talk about are going to be, you know, both around that that are kind of dependent on this, you know, piece of technology by modal attribution to, to understand that, but also some more general tips and ways um, that, you know, any agency or any any marketer can optimize. Sweet. So let's give a specific example on this. Let's say that I'm running a campaign. I'm about 80% to my goal. I'm like on track to hit my KPI, but I know there's some adjustments I need to make if I want to make it all the way there. Um, like I'm on track. What? Talk me through how I would think about doing this. Yeah. So when you look at your results, there are going to be channels that are delivering a higher conversion rate at a lower scale and channels that are um, delivering at a lower conversion rate, but a higher scale. These two things tend to have a somewhat inverse correlation. If you can find a high conversion rate channel that's delivering at a high scale, that is the, you know, that's the golden ticket. And okay, and you should be piling all your budget into that. I'm kind of stupid. What do you mean by scale? A higher volume of conversion. So gotcha. um, typically a channel is going to, if it's delivering a high volume of conversions, it's going to have a lower conversion rate. Um, and that's not always the case, but that's typically the case. Gotcha. So like an example of this might be like in Facebook, I'm going to blast a ton of people with ads and I might get a lot of results, but it's because I'm blasting a ton of people with ads. Whereas if I'm doing like really tailored campaigns on search, I'm not going to reach as many people because it's obviously like limited by search intent for specific keywords, but I'm going to get a higher conversion right there. That's a perfect example. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Yeah. So um, you're going to have these different ways that ads are delivering high scale or high volume of results, low volume of results, higher and lower conversion rates. And so um, your budget is 100% allocated, right? You don't have any incremental dollars to add. So if you want to optimize, you have to take dollars from somewhere to somewhere else. So what do you do? Um, so as a general principle, you want to cut from the bottom and allocate to the top. And this Essentially, what it does is it lifts the baseline over time and should lead to constant improvement. If you're constantly saying, I'm going to chop off the bottom 5%, that's lowest performing, and reallocate that to my top 5 or 10%, then um, you're going to always be um, improving. Gotcha. Okay, so it sounds like the first step of that then would be figuring out what is the bottom you want to cut. Generally, is it like, what's the percentage of bottom you're cutting at a time? Because it sounds risky to cut too much. Yeah, so it's really going to depend on the brand and the situation. Um, it's also a lot on the appetite for risk or the appetite for, um, you know, optimization. Some brands might want to be very aggressive um, in order to hit their goals. And so they might be willing to cut the bottom 10, 15, 20% of their ad spend. Um, some brands are going to be a little bit more conservative. I would typically recommend between like five and ten percent. You can identify, you know, five to ten percent of your spend that is performing the worst and reallocate that. Um, and so, you know, every channel has a slightly different role. So, you know, if you're grading video on its ability to drive a conversion, you know, that's going to be a little bit misleading. But if you have like multiple strategies and in, in similar tactics. That's when, you know, an apples to apples comparison makes it really easy to identify what's not doing well and, and cut that. So when you're evaluating these lowest performing channels, are we thinking about it also in terms of like both ways those ads are delivering results? Um, ideally, yes. Um, so I'm going to talk about some like very specific ways that that media planners and, and marketers can approach the situation. Um some of it's not going to be you know, dependent on tech, um, but adding bimodal attribution understanding for every specific channel, how many of those conversions are shared and how many of those are incremental adds a new dimension to this to make it more effective. Gotcha. So um, the first thing you want to do is just find the channels that are delivering a low volume of results at a high cost per. This is easily the first place to cut, but this is probably your lowest five or 10%. Um, and so, you know, pretty clear that if you're spending a lot of money to get a low number of results, then, um, you know, there's better places. So, um, this is really where if your measurement tech allows you, you should consider how many of those conversions are incremental. So, you know, let's use an example here. Let's suppose that Facebook only is delivering 10% of the campaign's total conversions. Well, if nine out of 10% are incremental to other channels, then there's a lot more value there than if uh, eight out of 10 of those percentage points are um, shared with other channels. So um, generally speaking, you should always be able to identify you know, the low volume of results at a high cost per, but understanding how many of those are shared allows you to evaluate them a little bit deeper. Gotcha. Okay. So that's the first step for identifying like high cost pers, low results. That's probably where you're going to find that five to 10%. Uh, Pareto's law might say you should cut 20, but that sounds pretty risky to cut 20% of spend. Um, and then the next step is identifying the best places to reallocate or redeploy that capital. So yep, exactly. yeah, how would you do that? How would you think about that? Does yeah, it start so with a goal for like scale or conversion rate? 
Um, yeah, so you're basically going to find the inverse, right? Low volume and high cost is where you're going to cut. So you want to find the high conversion um, and lower scale and find places that are doing really well and that could potentially receive more budget without going over your seat goal. So this is, you know, finding that, that those set of tactics that are um, doing the best, but that have the potential to um, grow in volume. So it sounds like I'm going to figure out where, what channels or what media mixes are giving me high conversion rates where I have an opportunity to scale that more, deliver those ads to more people. Um, should I ever be thinking about diminishing returns here? Or how does that factor in the calculus? Yeah, you should absolutely consider diminishing returns. And this is where you're taking a more conservative approach of, you know, allocating 5% of your budget is going to be a little bit, um, you know, better way to kind of test and learn. So something might have a 4% conversion rate and delivering a low volume of conversions. Well, is 4% really going to hold if you two or three or four X the budget? Uh, probably not, but you don't really know how low it's going to go. So if you add 5% more of your total budget to this high conversion rate tactic, you can kind of watch that and see that go over time. And so every time that you're evaluating it's called monthly, what's working and what's not and, and trying to make these optimizations, you'll be able to you know, reevaluate everything through the same lens of um, low volume, high cost per, high conversion rate, low volume. And you know, this tactic that today is a high conversion rate and low scale, if you continue to optimize and allocate your budget there, you might find that it's now fast forward three months, a high scale channel with a medium conversion rate. And so um, that's going to lead you to evaluate your optimizations a little bit differently than you did at the outset of your campaign. Let's say I find maybe two or three top performing channels that all like when I evaluate them, they all look like the right place to put more money. And I'm having a hard time deciding between those. Like, has that ever happened to you? Is that a completely unrealistic situation? No, that definitely happens where you're like, well, these are like within a dollar or two cost per of each other. And, you know, it's like maybe like one or 2% difference. And you're like, okay, well, how do I allocate? This is really where uh, the deeper level of shared and incremental is going to allow you to make better choices. So um, by applying something like bimodal attribution, you can quantify um, on this CPA how many are um, incremental and driving growth for the brand. And so um, our platform uses an iCPA, an incremental CPA to quantify that. So if on a, let's say, standard reporting, you know, channel one is $98 CPA and channel two is $100 CPA. But when you break that down, you realize that the iCPA for one is 140 and the iCPA for two is 110 that's going to lead you to prioritize budget to number two. Um, and so this is where that extra layer of measurement tech and that extra insight into how many are shared and incremental um, will lead you to be able to allocate and uh, optimize a little bit better. Gotcha. Saying you don't have the measurement tech, if you're stuck between two channels that both look, yeah, like you said, about a dollar between each other on the cost purse, do you like split the the budget reallocation in half and go on each of them or do you like fully Roy Jenkins into one channel that's going to be a personal preference um, okay. I have done both in my life I have said I'm going to take this bottom five percent that I'm cutting I'm going to split equally between these two tactics um, and I've also said well I'm just going to allocate to tactic one 
And so, you know, this is just kind of a choice that you can make. <clears throat> but in either case, after you allocate this budget, you need to follow that trend over time. So if I allocate this money um, to evenly to both channels, uh, does one CPA increase more than the other? Does one CPA maybe get more efficient? Um, and being able to look at those will help you to understand if you should continue to allocate more budget there or um, if there are more efficient places. Yeah, it almost sounds like you'd want to be keeping like some type of an optimization journal through this process. Yes. Uh, in almost every campaign that I ran, there was a uh, separate tab in the report that was like an optimization log. And you'd literally say, we did this, the goal was this, and it was this much money to this channel. Um, and you just kind of keep track of those. Yeah. And then alongside that, would you also be putting in like conversion rates and all the like metrics that would go along to like prove or disprove the hypothesis behind every optimization? Um, that'll kind of depend. Um, typically, we would be looking at like week over week reporting or month over month. So we'd just be able to go back and reference that specific week. You know, we'd say the week of 9-12, we made this optimization. And then, you know, for the following week, we'd go back and just like review that that data. So um yeah, every, every person's going to have a little bit different process. Um, but yeah, keeping track of those optimizations is um, a great way to make sure that you know if the optimization was successful or not. Nice. Okay. So let's say I've, I'm doing this. I've kind of run through all these like high conversion, low scale channels. Um, what about the inverse of like high scale, low conversion channels? Are those worth like throwing more money into in certain situations as well? Yeah. So if you do have a channel that's delivering a high volume of conversions at a lower conversion rate, this would typically be something like display or native. Generally, when you add more money, because it's already at a good volume, the CPA is uh, less like what's the word I'm looking for? flexible. What's the economics term? It's less volatile. So generally, when a channel is delivering a good scale of conversions, when you add more money, the CPA is not going to be super volatile. Chances are it will increase. That's, that's typically how, th how things go. Um, but if you do have this channel, the best way to optimize this set is to really understand the cross-channel pairings that boost conversion. So I might have 30% of my conversions coming from a single ad channel, but at you know a half a percent conversion rate, could I add a different channel with that and build some cross-channel frequency to make it go from a half a percent conversion rate up to like a 2% conversion rate? A good example of this might be, can I add display to my video in order to boost that? Or can I add native to my social or you know, different ways like that? So um, something's already dealing at a high scale, but a low conversion rate, like finding ways to boost that conversion rate with cross-channel frequency is typically going to um, lead to some high growth. This is like what you said a week or two ago, where you're saying that building frequency and specifically cross-channel frequency is like one of the biggest opportunities for every advertiser out there. It really is. And we see this with every single client time and time again, that like, that's one of the number one factors in, in overall response rate. Nice. Okay. So step one, identify the lowest, like five to 10% of performance. That's like low or like high cost purse, low results. Next, we're looking to move it into the like high conversion rate, low scale channel. See if we can lift the scale there until we start to hit diminishing returns. Then it's looking at our like high scale, low conversion rate and seeing what we can do to increase conversion rates there. 
Um, are there any other, like, as I'm thinking through this, like if I have like my decision tree or whatever else is going on, is there anything else I should keep in mind going through this process? Um, well, these are the three main tenets of performance optimization. Um, generally, you're going to run through these three things. I'll kind of add this as like a bonus. Like the best way to work through each of these processes is to understand how many conversions are shared with another channel and incremental and quantify the conversion rate when it's part of the media mix and quantify the ICPA, the cost of an incremental conversion from that channel. Because when you understand this subdivision of results, you can see how often channels work together and the ICPA kind of levels the playing field in terms of efficiency. Um, and so, you know, this is the world that I came from and this is exactly the type of insight that I knew would be helpful. Um, and so this is why we created bimodal attributions because this is, bimodal attribution is the only methodology that allows you to see this subdivision and quantify this performance so that you can make better optimizations and really truly understand um, where your dollars are going to be best suited. Okay, so can you give me a more specific example of this to make this a little more real? Like maybe a campaign that you worked in the past where you didn't have bimodal attribution, where it really got in your way on making these performance improvements, and then maybe a campaign that you've worked on since with bimodal attribution where it was a huge unlock, where like specifically understanding like where conversions are shared versus incremental and like the difference that makes. The first one is like every campaign that I've ever run as a marketer on the agency side, I never had bimodal. If you don't have bimodal attribution and you're trying to make optimizations to campaigns, you just have to accept that there's a certain limitation to what you can know before you make changes. And that's fine. Like, that's the world that we live in, right? Like that is the way that it has been. And performance marketers know that there's like limitations there. Um, and so this is really where like you don't have the understanding of shared versus incremental. You just have to make some blind guesses. I mean, that's like honestly the the way that it it yeah. happens. Like you just have to say, uh, well, I think this is what's happening. So I'm gonna allocate my budget there and I'm gonna watch what happens. Did it work? Yeah, what Did are those work? blind guesses? Like give, give me a specific situation where like it would be a blind guess, and then what information BMA uncovers and makes like makes the decision easier or more clear. Let's use the third example here. Uh, well, this kind of like third step that we talked through, which is uh, channels that are delivering a high volume of conversions at a lower conversion rate. Mm -hmm. Like you might say, well, without a layer of measurement technology, I think that if I build cross-channel frequency, that this would help. So you're going to build cross-channel frequency. The only way you're going to know that it helped is you spend the same amount of money and you get more results total because mm -hmm. on a last touch basis, or if you're using like silo data, like uh, Google or Facebook or whatever, like you're just not going to have the insights to know if it actually lifted conversion rate besides looking at your total results. And number go so, up. right. Number go up. And so like, that's, that's the guess. I, guessing that this is going to work i don't really have the granular insights to let me know that it worked so or I how it works or how that how it works but i'm going to do it anyways and i'm going to just see if the number goes up. um and then with bimodal attribution i'm going to take a stab at this 
you'd be able to see specifically like what's happening already is like display plus search has a certain conversion rate that's you know this much bigger than search alone so if i can like display has a low response rate on its own but i understand that it's you know lifting conversion rate when it's added to other channels so then you can see exactly how that's delivering performance in this other way and if i were to add more money to that like you know to watch last touch conversions from search and social or any other tactic and you you can with bimodal attribution see that like yeah there were this many more shared conversions from display or video and this is where you know we moved that bucket from like search only to search plus display. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you'll also be able to see the volume of cross-channel conversion, right? Um, is it 5% of search conversions that come from display or is it 50% of search conversions that come from display? And understanding that scale aspect as well helps you understand like how important these channels are and, and how they work together. And how big the opportunity for like performance improvement is too. Exactly. Awesome. Okay, so in the end, like how how would you approach balancing optimizing for conversion rate versus optimizing for scale? So do I yeah. move money into the channels that are like just going to get me more incremental sales or am I going to prioritize moving money into the channels that are going to lift conversion rate across my media mix? The answer is yes. Cool. <laughs> uh, you have to do both. But personally, I usually start with conversion. I find something that has high conversion rate and add more budget because as you add more budget that cpa um, is going to typically increase and so you want to see kind of like what's that diminishing return and so you know this channelist has a high conversion rate at a low volume might not be efficient at a higher spend so you might realize that you can only allocate a certain amount of dollars and then once you've optimized for that conversion rate piece then you have to go and find the other channels that have high incrementality so you can begin allocating for growth. And so, you know, it really is both of these things. Um, and so, you know, for the agency people out there who uh, don't have a layer of measurement tech, you know, following these like kind of guidelines that we set out and just tracking your results very closely will be a really great way to get started. Um, but then separately, you know, if you do have that layer of measurement tech, it'll quantify and show those opportunities to allocate for uh, conversion rate and for scale. So it sounds like the high level strategy is before I try to grow other places, test new things, maybe the less risky thing is go and like fully exploit the channels that I'm in that I know are working until I start to hit diminishing returns and then go explore. So instead of like explore, then exploit, which is like the general principle for like, I think it's like 30 some percent in engineering, you're supposed to like try a bunch of different things until you find something that works and then you exploit the other like 60 some percent of the time. It's the opposite here where we're exploiting until we hit diminishing returns and then we go explore. Exactly. There's probably a lot of optimizations that can happen within your current channels and your current allocations uh, before you start adding a new channel uh, and, and starting to test that. Gotcha. Okay. And then uh, we were talking to a CMO today about how like his really big priority with this was not just like performing optimizations, but the benefits that like rapid optimization brought. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that related to like this topic. Um, yeah, speed to insight and speed to optimization are really critical. Um, if you optimize your campaign 5%, as you improve performance by 5% every that's month. That's pretty great. <laughs> that, that's pretty great. That's going to lead you to a very different place at the end of the year than at the beginning of the year. 
But if you can optimize 2% every two weeks, the compound effect that the frequency of optimization has leads you to a significantly higher end result. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but we have a couple of calculators that break this down and literally show that if you were to optimize 2% every two weeks versus 5% once a month, how much of a different place you're going to end up in. And so, um, you know, most agencies are going to report on like a weekly basis, maybe every two weeks um, and make optimizations that frequently. So uh, generally more is better, but I, from my performance marketing days, I almost always allowed two weeks for an optimization to play. And there's just like some like general reasons for that. Like people typically get paid every two weeks. So, you know, if you have a product that is a commodity, someone might be waiting for their next paycheck. So if you make an optimization and you wait three days, then like, well, you haven't given that set of users a chance to actually come in market and to follow through on the purchase. And so uh, generally every two weeks is is like the case that uh, I used. Yeah, it's like the... The saying that, you know, the eighth great wonder of the world is compound interest. And I would say this also applies to advertising, like compound optimizations are probably like the eighth wonder of the world in advertising where we're not doing arithmetic. We're not adding, you know, to conversion rate when we're optimizing, we're compounding every time, which means that you get to get exponentially better. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know, speed and frequency of optimizations, you know, compound that and every optimization carries forward. Um, and you know, not every optimization is going to be a winner. Um, some optimizations are going to flop. Um, so it's important that you stay close to that. You, you know, identify your winners and double down on them and identify the losers and um, you know, walk away from them. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much for listening. We hope that you can take this information, make your marketing efforts even more effective. If you've been struggling with inaccurate data and want to clearly see what's working in your advertising, prove campaign effectiveness, and continually spend smarter and get access to all the cool insights that bimodal attribution can provide, find us at mintmeasure.com to learn how we can solve your attribution problems.